morning. It's Wonderful Wednesday. Wonderful uh, Wednesday with Rachel Fitch. With Rachel. <laughs> How are you? I'm awesome. Having a, uh, we've had a good conversation. Yeah, we, we the, the pre-show was fantastic. Yeah, was show too bad you guys missed yeah, it. Yeah, missed it. Talked about orangutans and, oh, oh my goodness, I, true I, story. I, yeah. True story. Reached in my jacket, yeah. pulled out $200. You got it. You got it. True that, story. That was a true story. True story. I had a receipt. I was like, why do I have this in my jacket? How do you jacket? have this in there? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there's, there's Rachel. Good morning, Rachel. How Hi are guys. you? Hi, guys. I'm great. Uh, let's get Wonderful. to the, we got, we get the opening uh, in here real okay, quick. Uh, the lead is brought to you by Pike and Plow Brewing Company here in Kerrville, Texas. Come by and join us. Say hello to us this morning here. It's a beautiful morning. Texas Hill Country Advisors, Andrew and Gilbert, thanks for being with us on Mondays. K-Pub, safe, reliable, and yours. Our good friends over at Peterson Health. Oh, oh, turn that off. Turn it down. Turn, turn it, it down. down. Uh, ah. And then Kerr County uh, Abstract and Title Company. Also, Arcadia Live, Wild Birds Unlimited, Eurotex, Greg A. Richards Law, and Fitch Estate Sales, as always. Shriner University coming in, too. So there we go. Welcome to the Lead Live. I am Louis Amistoy. And... Uh, just real quick, a couple quick headlines for you this morning uh, before we get started with Rachel. Um, the biggest one is last night we had the uh, Kirk County Commissioner's Court uh, Precinct 2 Forum. Uh, well, first, I can't get over this weather. It's just spectacular. It's just so nice. I mean, I walked out of my house this morning without a jacket. It was... I. I did. I don't. I'm not. I'm not into the cold anymore. I'm done with the cold. But um, so last night, though, just as an aside, uh, went to the forum. There was uh, Sonia Hooten, Rich Paces, and Stan Kubineka, who were all running for the seat. Were there? Jack Pratt didn't show up. Uh, former mayor of Kerrville, who has been non-responsive. His signs are up. Uh, he's running as a Republican, but he has been non-responsive to any requests from from us or from even the Republican women. Now, he's running. I saw he ran ads in the Criminal Daily Times. Um, he's was, busy. He's busy. He was a really, he's apparently a really good speaker. So, w w doing whatever he does. He didn't show up last night. I would say there were no knockout punches last night in the, in the uh, thing because that's not really what you want to do. Compared to last week's Republican forum with uh, the state Senate and state, uh, state House seats where... Wesley Vertles challenging Andrew Murr and uh, all the state senator guys are running, and it, it was just nasty, right? There was a real nastiness to that, that event, which was not the intention of the Republican women of Kerr County. This one was much more... Introduction. Yeah, this was introduction. This was more... Um, it, was more it was more civil, basically. They were, weren't in a debate. They were not in a debate. <laughs> they were talking, actually, issues. Uh, I would say, though, Rich Pace has made two comments that I need to have fact-checked. He made a comment about uh, he made a comment about uh, um, the water thing going into Comfort. This is the sewage extension line from Comfort into Centerpoint. Uh, it, it made it sound like it was a, like a overspent project. I don't think that's accurate. I think it's uh, been added on to by the state um, to uh, increase the level of service to Centerpoint and to Comfort. I, I, I think his characterization of that yesterday was wrong. Uh, he also made a comment um, about the the bond measure that's interesting as well, saying that there was not enough information. He had not seen enough information about the bond that the county wants to float 
most likely that's three bonds that they want to float in the in November. And I found that sort of to be sort of a curious statement. Oh, his other comment he made that I need to double check would be, and he's a petroleum engineer, so he would probably understand this concept. But uh, if you followed us a little bit, the Kerrville drilled into the Ellenberger Formation. It's the aquifer, uh, and they pulled water out of it. Now, this was from actually four or five retired petroleum geologists, right, um, who are really de- – to me, they're always the intellectual muscle of an oil oil operation. Um, they figured out that there was water down there in this new formation. Well, Pace has kind of dismissed that. He said, well, we're not sure that's actually true. We think it might be the Trinity formation. So there were two biggies in there that I think are, were worthy of being fact-checked. And I, just, I don't have all the facts on them yet. I'm going to look into them. So if you get our newsletter, we'll try to have that in there for tomorrow. Uh, other than that, uh, we had another COVID-19 death in February that was reported yesterday. Uh, the good news is that COVID continues to decline uh, across the state of Texas, uh, but we will see an uh, increase in deaths over the next few days. Um, that's just the tough part of this whole thing. Uh, an interesting story that came out yesterday is Shriner University has a new play-by-play announcer uh, who's calling their games online. His name is Ted Davis. And Ted Davis used to be, he retired this last year as the play-by-play announcer of the Milwaukee Bucks. And he's moved to Kerrville. And uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> so it sounds awesome, I bet. Yeah. And so he's decided that uh, he will do these games for Shriner. And uh, he's going to be more involved with them. But he also, he's got deep Texas roots. He grew up in Denton. Uh, I think he went to University of North Texas. He did games for Texas Christian and Texas A&M. Uh, was the, the Dallas Mavericks play-by-play guy for a number of years, and then uh, called it quits and uh, decided to go to. Uh, he came out of retirement to you know. Yeah, came out of retirement. <laughs> Shriner. Right, right. What's Shriner's? Uh, the mount, the mountaineers. I was like, they're goats. The, the, the mountaineers. They're somehow kind of goat. That's uh, a mountaineer. They're like a no. They're like a. They're like a. They're ma- a mountaineer, but they're a cat as well. They have like multiple multiple deals. Oh, it's a mountain cat. The mountain cat, yeah. <laughs> Which we could. As to my mother, I show a picture of my house to my mother. She's like, "You need a predator in that house, in that in that yard of yours. There are just too many deer." So, <laughs> yeah, my mother's just like, she's she's, she's a predator. Uh, yes, she's worried it's about me, it. mom. When I get in my truck and they right, s- and they, they skedaddle, they skedaddle out of there. That they get them out of there. Um, the weather's going to be spectacular the next few days. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to warm up today, right? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be in the seventies today. Uh, cool. It'll be cool, cooling down again this weekend, but then like Monday, uh, President's Day, 80 degrees. So 81 and 82, Monday and Tuesday. So there I you go. I love it. You love it, yeah. I it's, love it. It's much better. It's much, it's much better. better. So uh, Rachel's here with us now, and uh, yeah. she pulled out. I mean, she trumped, <laughs> literally trumped Robert yeah. Olkin. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty mm-hmm. impressive. I mean, you know, the, the, I found uh, 320s and a 10. <laughs> no, I found two. I found two C notes. Take that. Yeah, King. yeah, Robert Earl. Right. Yeah, and 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 truly, mm-hmm. if, I mean, if they, I wish I had been able to do it on air. Oh yeah, that because was I, awesome. I reached in right. and I was like, "What's that?" And I have this receipt, and yeah. it's on Saturday. Right. I went to the HEB, and there's nothing better. There's nothing, uh, nothing, nothing uh, better than that feeling. I mean, oh, they're getting that. So so good. So nice. It is so nice. So nice. You're like you just feel richer. I just can't believe. You know, the story you told me though earlier though, I can't believe. Is and I have another. I have another. I have so I, many stories. Actually, I'm going to share. I'll, I want to talk about this for a second, though. Okay. Your grandson is a year old. That doesn't seem possible. I know. I mean, right? like, boom. He like was that. born on Valentine's Day last year during that horrible storm. Right. 
He was born. Yeah. I, he's not even. I, I. I've never even seen this baby up close. Well, I'm telling you. I've seen the pictures he's a cherub. of cherub. But now I feel old already, knowing that he's already a year old. He is. He's. He's. Uh, you know. Can't you, you? You know. You don't know if you don't know, right? right it's right. one of those. If you're a grandparent, it's. It's magic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's totally magic. Yeah. It's 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 the best. I, I and see, I'm I technically uh, so I'm 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 far older than you now. How old are you exactly? I'm fifty. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm fifty, and I have a seven-year-old grandson. Yeah, and a, and a, and a yeah, five-year-old. You're, you're, you're winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm winning. winning yeah, that. I'm older. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'll be fifty-two this year. Yeah. And uh, he's one, so yeah. I'll be fifty-one in in, a, in about a I month. I don't, so I don't mind so we're at, right up. You know, I always um, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, Getting older is a privilege, mm-hmm. so I'm. A, I you know, I don't mind telling my age. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, I know I don't look fifty. No, you don't. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. No. no, I feel fifty at times, but I don't. Uh, oh my gosh, this year is really. I yeah. felt fifty. Yeah. You know, go to. I had to go to a dermatologist, and you know, it's like. It, that's when things start falling apart. Is yeah. when you turn fifty. Oh, yeah. it's not fun. Yeah. But anyways. Hey, here's a here's a story. Digress. Here's a story for you that I think okay. you have an opinion about. Okay. okay, I'm gonna go to Miami next month. Yeah, wear sunscreen. I'm gonna have to wear sunscreen. I've never been to Miami. I've been to Florida, but I've never been to Miami. So I got an opportunity to go to a conference there, uh, and two things happened at the conference. One, with, I'm not paying for it. Uh, actually, all all Google News is paying for it. Right. So I'm going there, uh, and then the second part of this was like, but. The deal was is that you the the you, we pay for you to be at the conference and then you have to book your own stuff, right? Right. Okay, cool. So I go and I look to San Antonio to fly to to fly to. It's cheap. It's four hundred dollars. What? At a San Antonio, right? On, on, you know, oh, like, you know where you need to fly into? You need to fly into what's next to? Uh, uh, so I f- well let me, let me tell you what what happened. So I looked. Uh, so I my default now has been to go to Austin, right? I got a flight. American Airlines, $111 round trip to Miami, right? Well, Same weekend. I was going to say, there's a trick to it. Oh, yeah. and then San Antonio was $400. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's going on in San Antonio? Because I would drive. I'm going to drive that extra hour to save sure. 300 bucks. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah, that, that was, I was like, there's a trick to it. And yeah. that's the trick. You got to fly to Austin. Which is, which is you know, convenient and great. It's a great airport. I, sure. I like going to Austin, but they I have mean, an awesome airport. Yeah. It, but you know, it'd be so much more convenient to go to San Antonio, but it's so expensive. It's you know, crazy. that's actually Austin is where I started my career. Is that right? Doing yeah. what? So I used to, uh, when I married my husband, mm-hmm. I was grand old age of 21 years old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and his, his mom and dad were antique dealers. Yeah. And I would go with them uh, to like garage sales and estate sales. Right. And I was always, um, so intrigued. Like they'd, you know, pick up something for like 50 bucks and right. sell for 500. And I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> right. Can, I'm kind of digging yeah, this, right. but, um, what I didn't know at the time, but I do know now is that I actually just have like a mind for it. Like I, I'm like your call a friend about any kind of generic weird stuff right. when it comes to stuff. And, um, that's what I, we started in Austin and I, we lived in Travis Heights Right, right off of Congress. Okay. And we lived in a little triplex, actually, that was a Victorian home that had been so like converted. Congress, so you have South Congress. And then As the it Congress was off of South Congress, right okay. there by, by Fulmore Middle School, I think okay. what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, like if you, if you walked out of my house 
and turned and went one block. You're at Magnolia Street yeah, Cafe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, that was we would do that every once in a while. But you know, it was just about. I went to Austin uh, a, a few couple of weeks ago, and I, I couldn't believe I hadn't been to South Congress probably in four or five years. Yeah, it's not. Safe. I could not believe how much it had changed in that period. Yeah, it's very gentrified. Oh my gosh, it's crazy how. <laughs> you know, there I think there's like a Hermes. Uh, like um, boutique is, you know, for purses is right. going on Congress. Right. Like in these purses, you know, retail for, you know, 15 to $20,000 for that. Yeah, there's, um, a, there's, like that, there's like that whole like it's just a whole, mall thing. Whole, yeah. It's, it's across just, the street. It's like, it's like very It used to be like, it used to be like uncommon objects and Allen's boots and yeah. well, Allen's boots, I think is still there. Um, but it used to be, you know, the candy store and the, the costume uh, place, what the, I forget the name of that place, but. Yeah, it was just had a I whole different I think there vibe. was like there was like a place over there. I remember where I when I first went to there in 2015, there was like a little like an art studio that was there and it had, it was, it had the Robin Ventura getting punched in the face by Nolan Ryan thing, you know, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. And I was like, this is so awesome. What is the name of that place? It's like a costume place. It's like Mustang Sally's or I don't or, know. It's got it, a, You guys know the it, name it, of it. Yeah, is. what is the name of that place? Right. And, uh, uh, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. No, but, um, yeah. in Austin, in Austin yeah. on Congress. Um Anyways, but uh, so that's where that's where I got started, yeah. and we moved to uh, Kerrville um, in ninety. Gosh, the, the December of ninety two, yeah. we moved to Kerrville. The first place I ever ate was um, Taco to Go. I told y'all Taco to Go, yeah. right? Yeah, right. First place, to eat. Right. but we had um, our first uh, wedding. Lucy in disguise, according that's to that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. I, hey, I said Matt. I said Mustang Sally. Yes. It wasn't too, it wasn't right, too far off. Right. I, I'm feeling that's that. That's according to Natalie, the, the great and powerful Natalie. Natalie <laughs> but um, the uh, Taco to Go was the first place I ever ate in Kerrville. But the place, first place I ever had my first anniversary yeah. dinner was with Nathan in his carrier <laughs> and we went to Joe's Jefferson street cafe, which is now a home that's been totally redone over on Jefferson. Street oh, right, right, right. On right, the right, corner right. of like Shriner and, yeah. and Jefferson street. So, uh, but, um, was it Shriner? Is it Jefferson in, in Tybee? Is that where it's at? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know you're what you're right. talking about. Yeah. It's over there. It's a cool white house. Now yeah. it's been totally yeah. redone. Very, very beautiful. But that, that was a, that was Joe's Jefferson street cafe. Uh, anyways, um, but we moved here and, uh, very shortly after moving here, I realized that there, there, at the time it was, uh, Diane Dixon and Farrell Rogers were doing estate sales and that was heritage estate sales. Mm -hmm. And, um, John and Maggie Hoger Heidi was the, oh, Hoger Heidi is their name. Well, they were the other, uh, estate sale company. Okay. That company was called estates by Maggie. And then you had, um, you know, Fitch Estate Sales, right, right. which was doing, you know, two estate sales a year. <laughs> That's it. It was mostly fanny packs and folding tables. Fanny packs. So you had a fanny pack with cash. Yeah. And just, and folding and tables. yeah, I just, right. you know, went hard for Unlike it. Unlike the uh, operation you have now. I know. Gosh, it's so amazing how it's, uh, but, um, I was watching a documentary this morning and it, you know, had me a, a little, uh, introspective. Now, you're about an early morning person, right? Generally speaking, Generally? yes, okay. yeah. Right. And so uh, I was watching a documentary this morning. Uh, it was Carl Icahn. Carl Icahn. And um, he said something about the money is not what it's about. He said the money is great, but yeah. the money is not why he does what he does. He does it because he's fulfilled. And he's fulfilled in the chase, in the, in the, you know, the work of it. Yeah, and right. I totally, I totally get that. I, I am very fulfilled in um, my work life. 
and I, I'm I'm super fulfilled actually in my whole life. <laughs> that's not I didn't notice that. I've never noticed that before ever that you were you were not fulfilled because that's the thing though. Like, but you know, like I feel the same way. Like when you go go to an event and you, you know. Like last night, I had a lot of stuff going on, but I had a lot to do. But I felt very wanted to bed last night. I felt very fulfilled about what we had done, right. yeah. you know, in the morning. You know, for, for those who got the newsletter this morning, getting that, getting in that space, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, because like that's to me the the chase of that is the is the is the. I'm gonna have to get water. Juice. Oh, all right. Wait a minute. She's gonna get water. We'll stand by, everybody. Usually they have we have our water here somewhere, but I guess not. You just ask her. Uh, well, while she does that. Um, well, she chokes to death, but uh, we'll talk about some things here. Oh, I just saw my guy. There he goes. Hey, so if you're looking for things to do this week, today, today, speaking of, um, we've got a bunch of things to do today. Uh, the Friends of the uh, Library used book sale. That's today from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, at the Buttholds Ruth Memorial Library, they're going to have a, a discussion about the movie Doubt, which I've never seen that movie, actually. Uh, it was one of the last movies with Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, but it has Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. I think it won a couple Oscars. Um, so it's a discussion at 3.30, and this, of course, is about um, the abuse in the church. And uh, I would definitely would recommend uh, going to that. I mean, there's nothing better than a good discussion about movies um, as far as, you know, a smart discussion about that. Tonight, Charlie Huber over at Shriner University. Uh, he is one of the, he's the dean of students. Um, he will be playing over at Trailhead from 7 to 9 p.m. There's also like an open mic thing tonight over at Trailhead. Oh, man. Uh, yes. That was so much better. You, you, were, you, were, you were dying there. I had, um, I call that you had the coffee, morning. coffee down the wrong path. Right, exactly. That's the worst. That's one of the, that's one of the disadvantages of doing the show while you're drinking something, too, is that you might, you might just choke to death while you're we're doing the show. We're supposed to, like, have hot tea and yes, honey or something. Right. And we were just, we were, I was just giving an update on things to do today, um, starting to, to, tonight. Well, starting this afternoon at uh, 3 o'clock. Also, I, I don't know about – I've never done this before, but apparently it is, it's the the Big Red Barn thing where they, they sell produce is open today for general oh, public sales. Oh, on Wednesdays, sale. yeah. On Wednesdays, it's over there yeah. off of uh, B Street, A Street. Yeah, yeah, and it's on uh, Broadway, I guess. So <coughs> you swing by there today. No, it's not. It's on the backside. Backside, Water okay. Street. Water Street. Water Street and A or B. Kerr County Produce Market Day, the Big Red Barn, local Hill Country Wholesale Warehouse Distributor for the finest of fruits and vegetables open to the public from 10 to 5.30 today. And then tomorrow. And what's uh, address? Is it given? Uh, I don't have it on there, actually. But uh, you can give them a call at 830-896-7330. I guess it would be helpful if I had the address in there. Uh, Friends of the Library, used <coughs> book sale. I may have to swing by there and see if there's anything that I can't live without. And then, again, the movie chat tonight as well. Um, later today, I will be over at the Hill Country, Hill Country Youth Event Center. Um, Jeremy Walter is uh, serving as a... Um, he's serving, uh, serving as a celebrity judge in the uh, <laughs> Texas <laughs> Hill Country or the Hill Country Quilting Ooh, Guild. Oh, look, it's Jeremy. Jeremy Walter. Oh, it's Jeremy. It's his, his autograph. Right. right. He's a celebrity judge. I he's love a celebrity that. judge. I asked him, I said, you know, uh, <laughs> I go, what I told, told him yesterday. He's world famous. World famous. I, saw, I said, here's the shocking thing uh about jeremy i he told me yesterday he's gonna get you know cleaned up to do the judging because what does that look like i well i've seen it cleaned up he looks pretty good but <laughs> usually he wear a suit? no 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 he won't but he'll wear pants which is uh, unusual for him as well hiking boots hiking boots hiking boots probably shirt he may wear real shoes <laughs> but usually you can find him wearing um, a v-neck white t-shirt 
Yep. Hiking boots. Yep. And uh, shorts. Cargo shorts. Cargo some, shorts yeah. of, of some kind, right. Yeah. He's pretty, Is he's he pretty gonna put, hip. I would say, are you going to put a leather belt on? Because a lot of people wear those canvas ones. Canvas you know? belts. <laughs> He'll probably put a leather belt on, I would think. I would say. I love it. I'm going to. We're just, we're just, you know, we're I'm just going, teasing I'm going Jeremy. to this, uh, by the way, I'm going to this event in Miami, and I told my wife this morning, I said, I'm not going to wear any. When I used to go to these things, these big these big conferences, I'd wear, you know, I'd, you'd bring a sports coat, and you'd, you kind of look, you know, sort of semi-professional. I refuse to do that this time. I'm wearing my. I'm gonna wear my. Have you ever? You haven't been to Miami. I've not been to Miami. So I'm just gonna throw this on out there for you, yeah. Lewis. You need to do that. Just to be, just, just not, not care. No. No, no, no. I need to dress up. You need to care. Okay. All right. Because so, uh, one of my favorite stories about my husband, um, uh, is that when he decided to really, you know, what I, we call put on the dog, right? Right. Make sure you look really nice. That's when people start really like um, they take you more seriously. Right. Honestly, I think that that happens. I don't really care what people think. Right. And maybe that's the whole, but, uh, right. that might be your premise, but you never know who you're going to kind of meet. That's true. And so you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to make the move. So I should probably bring a sports coat. You're going, you're leaving me again. You're okay. It, it, I'm telling that's you. all right. You're, 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 you're okay. You're doing all right. Well, yeah. So I'm going to this conference and, and, and the idea is that you're going to see other what is what is going on in the world of making money when it comes to media and newspapers. Um, and generally, you know, I've made this pretty much clear that I, I I I started the lead because I wanted my own sort of voice and I wanted to be free of publishers. And there's this whole thing is a bunch of publishers. And so I'm like, uh, you're never drinking coffee again. Nothing with milk in it, right? Right, right. Oh, my God. It's kind you, of know, you know, here's the thing, right? We talked about this earlier. When you get to a certain age, I, was, <laughs> I got this conversation. I got, I got this talk yesterday from the – My celiac the, disease all right. kicking in, uh, well, right? Uh, well, I talked to the doctor the other day. <laughs> I went to the doctor. I was having this back pain, right? And I thought for sure I was having a kidney Oh, definitely. Kidney stone, right? It was a muscle. Uh, and, it, and the doctor was like, no, no, no. You got a muscle spasm right back here. I can feel it. You're not – you're fine. But in the, we heard, so, so then he decides to do the whole physical thing, right? Uh, and, he, and he says, well, you know, as you, as you age, you know, lactose just doesn't become a deal. So you, maybe you should take lactate or something like that. Like that. But I tell you what, I, I dropped that too. I dropped, this, I dropped the wheat. <laughs> now I'm going to start laughing. Yeah, see, that okay. would really get you going, right? So I went to the doctor one time because I was having this right. pain under my armpit. Right, right. And, you know, I move furniture all the time. Right. And so I went in, and he's kind of messing around. He pushes my pack. I was like, oh, my God. He said, you strain your back right. muscles. That's right. what that was. Right. That's all you did. <laughs> That's all I did. It's like, thank you, $200. Yeah. Right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he, I, I, I was for, I passed kidney stones three times. And I was, I was certain this was another kidney stone. I was so mad about it, right? I didn't want to go to the doctor. You, but you were so, you were mad that you had one. I was mad that I had one, and then I was even mad at myself that my back. I went to see him for the because it was he's like, oh, dummy, it's just a back thing. You can feel it right here. Here, put your put your hand back here. You know. So I deal with daily. I have a torn meniscus in my right knee. Oh, uh, yeah. See. And my <laughs> yeah. yeah, lifting lifting things. Yeah. You learn, I you tore learn. my meniscus getting out of uh, pulling furn- pulling uh, luggage out of the back of a car. <laughs> True story. God. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Isn't it terrible? <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. Worst thing I ever did to myself. Yeah. Physically, moving things. I had um. I had, it was at the end of an estate sale. Right. 
or in Fredericksburg, Texas. In Fredericksburg, the <clears throat> the curbs are super high in the historical area. Yeah. I mean, like 18 inches at least, the curb. Right. Well, I'd had a meniscus repair done oh, about three or four months prior. Yeah. That was good. Right. right. Well, what you're taught in PT is always lead with your you, – you want to go down with your weak leg and your strong leg lowers you. Yeah. I didn't do that. Right. I did the opposite. And so I took that 18 inches – and exploded my cash registers on the ground oh as I just totally body planted. And then I kind of set up right. and on the curb, <laughs> you know, it's 18 inches tall. Right, right. And I have a bone bruise from that fall. Oh, wow. It hit so hard. Wow. Was, oh. And so it's like a little. That's, l- that's, not, that's not fun. It wasn't. I wonder if there's video of that. Oh no! But I did take a picture of my friend helping me pick up money, money off the ground. Off the ground, yes. Right. <laughs> it was like free for all. For, fortunately, we weren't like in a uh, like on the highway or something. Right. Where people would have just pulled over and you know. Uh, they, would've, they would've, they would they would have helped you for sure. Uh, it was embarrassing. A couple updates in the uh, in the chat. These people are suspicious. But uh, Natalie Peppet saying, uh, "There's a RuPaul quote: quote If you like money, wear a suit." <laughs> Ooh, that's from RuPaul. What kind of suit RuPaul wears? Uh, RuPaul's super, super dapper. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, what about Dapper Dan? Dapper huh? Dan, yeah. Jessica, Jessica Harden, um, yeah. also suspicious, uh, <laughs> just picked up uh, tacos to go. So <laughs> there you go. Go taco go to go. Go taco to go. I like the fact when you go in tacos to go that you that you can see them uh, making the food for yeah, you. Yeah, that's why I go to, yeah. that's why right. I go to taco yeah. to go because it's not warmed egg. Right. <laughs> it's main. Yeah. It's made to order. So. I remember going there one time, though, and I think it was the late owner. Um, he, <coughs> Fred, uh, Fred Malik. Yeah. Who I said, uh, yeah, I want, I want a corn tortilla for a breakfast taco. And he looked at me like I was like insane. <laughs> and I didn't have it hard to tell. Like, well, it's, like, it's not that uh, I would. Pref- <laughs> I, it's not that I want to have a corn tortilla with that. They have good I, corn tortillas. They, I go, there's you know, like, but like it was maybe t- maybe it felt like it was insulting him that I was not going to have a flour. Tortilla. Listen, I love taco to go it's my it's my jam mm-hmm. you know there's taco wars right yeah. you know everybody's ah, oh, the rita's mary's you know where your place my place good. is taco to go uh, and I, it is made to order but i've been all three of them i, 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 I miss good. i miss fred he was he was he was a character and yeah. it really was the first place we ever ate in kerrville right and so that it's lasted it's still the same place same place people own it it's pretty awesome i think you know and, and i i tell us and i i heard this story before um you know being from california from southern california you know, Mexican food is just part you need of your to quit life. A, you need to quit tolling at people that. I know. Well, I don't care because it's one of those things. But I'm, not, I'm just telling you. I, I know. It's the Kern County lead. I know, but I'm from Southern California. <laughs> I grew up there. But I'm telling you, I love the Mexican food scene here in Texas. I do. I think it's great. Hey, you know why Texas is superior? I don't. I see. I, I, won't, I don't compare them, though. Okay. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying. But, I believe that the reason yeah. that we use spices differently mm-hmm. Than California t- uh, Mexican food. So it's right. It's, it's regional. It's just like barbecue yeah. made in Kansas and barbecue right. made in Texas. Right. Different spices. Yeah. And so that's the that's the that's the difference. It's how we use spices here. Yeah, I think. Um, I, well, so like when I've gone to Mi Tierra down in, um, like I love going to Mi Tierra, in, in San Antonio. Right. You know, one it's old school. Two, it's just cool. And 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 it's actually a pretty good value. Uh, I, I took my grandson there. We took the boys there before we took them back to to the airport. It's open twenty four hours, right? I don't know if it's it's close to be twenty four hours. I think it's it, it, it may be like midnight or one no, a.m. Is it twenty four hours? Twenty four hours. Is it? Yeah. Well, it, that's I, that cute place in, in on the in the 
uh, San Antonio, right? It's, Kinda, it looks it's, like a bakery. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's open 24 it's, hours. It's open. It's been there for years. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm almost positive it's open 24 um, hours. I, my grandson went there, and like he just finished off an entire meal. You know? <laughs> He's seven years old. And I'm like, wait a minute. You weren't eating like this like last year. Now you're growing, obviously. The, it, well, and children, if you <coughs> teach them to love food, they'll love food. I just, I, just, I, just, I just love that whole vibe. I love the whole scene of it, too. And I think that Mexican food is regional, and none of it's usually – it's all great. <laughs> True. No matter where you're at, you know. Like, even in California, like, San Diego Mexican food is a lot different than Los Angeles Mexican food. So, so it's wherever region of Mexico is below. R- below, yeah. Yeah. And, and then sometimes when the – if you have Mexican-American communities that have been here for a long time, there's adaptations to that, you know, um, that are – are, are regionalized as well. So like, Texas and California. That's why New it's Mexico. like Jalisco's or from Jalisco, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, New Mexico Mexican food, though, is ridiculously good, too. It is, so, yeah. A lot of uh, green chili in that. Arizona, they call yeah. burritos in Arizona burros. Really? And the chimichanga was invented in Tucson, by the way. I'm not a down with that. Allegedly, it was d- they dropped a burrito in a deep fryer <laughs> as an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that it just slid into the. There end. you go. And they're like, "Whoa, no, we have invented this." Right. There was actually a diners, drive-ins, and dives where um, Guy Fieri and the guy were like messing around in the kitchen. Like, what happens if we take this burger and we like, deep fry it? What would happen? And they did it, and it turned out pretty good. And I guess the guy, I don't know, somewhere they made it up, put it on his menu, you know. But like, yeah, it was just p- p- messing around, you know, trial and error kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Is there any trial and error in the uh, in the in the pond industry? Is there any kind of things like you just experiment with to try and see? And of course, but it's usually processes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nothing like with that way you sell anything or just process of how you yeah, handle just, things. So what's really interesting now uh, is software is so available yeah. to us, right? Right. Even so, here's something talking about processes. When I first started in in the estate industry, we didn't really even have we didn't have the internet. We had right. books, so right. you had to look up a book and you kind of see where the item was fallen in the you yeah. know valuation Kovals was one of the books uh the warman war and they probably were Warmans, expensive yeah. i bet too huh yeah, nah 20 bucks okay nothing, but nothing. you know there was every year they came out yeah. and so you'd have different stuff and so that was really my first knowledge base and you know they would give a little synopsis of what you know where roseville's made or mm. you know what what tiffany is and then you kind of give a description of what the uh the hallmark or the uh, the mark of that particular maker was but as as estate sales evolved, then I had you know my laptop. I used to take a card and plug it in to get some kind of Wi-Fi, right? Right. 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 And now my phone is so much more powerful I than know. any of the other stuff right. that I that I used. So that's really what I do. And even now, people bring things in. I'll, I'll sell my phone, and I with, with my phone, I'm able to you know determine and a value. Literally now, you can take a picture of stuff. You can, and, 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 and yeah. Google will find it. Yeah, for you. that that yeah. is so amazing. Yeah. But um, even even now, though, I would say that you really have to be careful um, in determining value of something because they make so many reproductions. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at something and you're like, say, let's, let's say a Tiffany lamp, and it's dragonfly, yeah, right? right? It's a dragonfly. Well, that's a super rare form mm-hmm. that Dell Tiffany Company, right? came up with, you know, in 1992. And so people go, oh, I have a Tiffany lamp. I'm yeah. like, well, that's Dell Tiffany, dude. That's yeah. not, that's yeah. not Lewis Comfort. Right. Lewis Comfort, right? Right. Lewis Comfort, Tiffany. I mean, he LCT. is, he, he was it. Th- th- his stuff is so remarkable. 
and, yes. and amazing. You know? If you go to the museums and see yeah. it, and especially in New York, you can see it all over the place. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. It's pretty spectacular. And you can, you know, you, I, I had a, actually Sandy Wolfmuller, uh, again, right? My, right. She's my jam. We, uh, I had an estate sale, very small, insignificant, no mm. big deal. Kind of helping an old man. He had uh, moved to assisted living. He had, you know, this is my little bit of stuff, and you know, sell yeah. it. So we're doing this sell, and you know, I kind of see this floor lamp kind of in the corner of my eye, and I'm like, kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. And um, Sandy had seen my pictures, and she's like, you need to pay attention to that lamp. Yeah. And so um, I was like, okay. So I went back and I took it apart and it had a little hairline crack in the shade. But when I turned it over, LCT on the shade. And then when I turned over the entire piece, it said Tiffany Studios. So it was a bronze base with with an original Tiffany 5 real shade. And um, I didn't sell it at the sale. I actually ended up putting it um, on eBay mm. uh, and selling it. And I think I got, because the, the shade was cracked, I think right. I still got like um, $1,700 wow. or something wow. and shipped it to uh, like Ohio yeah. or, no, Oregon maybe. Have you ever heard the story? Um, it, it's a famous, another Southern California story, but it's, it's a true <laughs> one. Uh, and you'll appreciate it though. But, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, as, you know, as taste and things changed, um, the 60s and 70s were harsh for um, Tiffany and Green and Green and some of those some of those really fine um, craftsmen, you know, from that period. So people dumped it, you know. They changed. They, they they got rid of all that stuff. And uh, there was a guy who would go and he would go to the Pasadena, the Rose Bowl had a, has a swap had, meet. Had a swap meet. Yep. Still a very famous swap meet. And he, people were just dumping this stuff, right, for nothing. I mean, like, we're talking about green and green, the pieces that are now, like, in museums, and he would grab it all, and he made millions of dollars. You know, because those things, the, the value came back once people realized, wait a minute, what happened to all that cool stuff, you know? Like, that's one of the true horror stories you'll see in, um, like, these home improvement shows. They go to a craftsman house. Well, I want to take out, you know, <laughs> the built-ins. Like, no, that was what the yeah, house was built for, you idiot. So my ho- my house in here in Carbo was built in the. We think it was built in the twenties or thirties. Mm-hmm. It's super cute. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of the only old houses right. still left in Kerbal. and it's actually one of the, my issues with like redoing it. It needs some. It needs some work, but it's like, but I, I can't. I don't want to do anything to kind of like take that charm away. Yeah. and so it's a delicate line to um to uh, to teeter on to to trying to keep it in such a condition that it'll last another hundred years, yeah. but also keep the, kind of the historical integrity of a home is very, it's a very fine line. But, um, you know, those stories about, you know, how things, everything is cyclical. Mm, That's right. in, in the antique world, especially. So, so things that you pay in 20, 20 years ago, even let's say in the seventies, mm-hmm. this happens a lot in the seventies. Oak furniture was hot. Everybody wanted a pump organ. They wanted a. Yeah. They wanted um, that entire bedroom set uh, with that. That was tiger oak. They wanted that serpentine front, you know, bonnet boxes, you know, Victorian oak furniture, and they were paying fortunes for right, it. Right. Right. You know, a piece that in the seventies they were paying, you know, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars for. Right. Now I can't get two hundred. <laughs> and it is. It's just yeah. cyclical. So it will come back. I. Here's the interesting thing. The thing that is coming back right now, and I believe it's because of COVID, mm. is I believe 
that formal dinner service is going to come back. Really? I really believe that. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be in a, in a more structured space, Mm. but I will say that when you have dinner parties at your home or you have friends over, I think you're now going to be more likely to take out your fine dinner and your China and your crystal and kind of enjoy it. Right. Versus just eating off of the plates that you eat off all the time. Right. And I think it's because we are want to celebrate those times with our loved ones more because we were, it was taken away from us. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, that's something about it for about used to, I I had this obsession for the longest time. I drove my wife crazy that in the movie white Christmas, right? Uh, you remember the movie? Bing Crosby, I was going to say, okay, yeah, gotcha. There are several scenes in there where, you know, the formal dinner service is part of the show, even on, or even part of the movie. It's like, even when they're in, um, the riding on the train going to right. Vermont or whatever it is that they, they do the thing at. And um, Bing Crosby's always drinking coffee out of, not a mug. No, no. No, it's a beautiful piece of right, china. Right, right. A you coffee can't, cup. A coffee <laughs> cup. A beautiful coffee cup, <laughs> with right? With a little, and with you, a saucer. Yeah, a saucer. You cannot find that today yeah. very easily. Well, they, we still have them. You but, have them. They're out there, but it's but, hard to find. But sets, like when you go to, let's say you just go to Walmart yeah. and you want to buy a new set of china. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they're not. Saucers are not usually included yeah. now. Uh, good morning. Uh, Ray Reese uh, jumping into the show. Good morning to, uh, to Ray. Um, I have a story that I'm working on about Ray's father. Um, I'm glad that Ray said hello to me because it jarred me that I still have this p- finishing touches on this story. Ray's father lived in Kerrville most of his life. He served in the military for 40 years. And when he wasn't in the military, he was working the VA. And we didn't work at the VA. He worked at the Department of, uh, of Safety here in, in Kerrville. And he died recently, um, and uh, he was 90 years old. Uh, and it was interesting, like, Ray, uh, he, he, Ray's father joined the Army. Like, he dropped out of Tybee High School. He joined the Army because he's Mexican-American. That was the only thing he could do. And he went straight to Korea. Wow. Uh, 17 years old. Ooh. His mom did not even know that he had gone to the service until she, she sent her a note that he was at boot camp in Kansas, right? Wow. And so, and then he went straight to Korea, and he served the rest of he Basically, he was in the military for 40-some years. He was, it was, a, uh, I think, a master sergeant. I have all the notes, so I'm, I'm just kind of remembering my notes here. But because of COVID, because of the schedules of people... He was not able to have a military funeral with all the honors sure. that he that he deserves, and so um, part of this is they're having a memorial service here. Um, I think it's I think it's coming up here pretty quickly. Um, I'll, I'll have it in the story tomorrow, but uh, an amazing amazing story. And uh, he and his wife were not supposed to have children. And uh, Ray uh, Ray Reese is the son. He calls me. He lives in Austin. He said that. Uh, you know, that his uh, father, um, they, his father and the mother, they, they weren't supposed to have children. Uh, and then they had little happy accidents, you know, <laughs> uh, later on in life, you know. So I think Ray was like, Ray's, Ray's dad was 50 years old when he was born, you oh, know. Wow. Yeah. And so actually 40 something. I was not thinking about it because I think Ray's the same age as me and you. And, and so, uh, but a really an amazing story of a man who just worked hard his entire life. You know, and uh, he deserves the honors. Uh, he deserves a military mil- mil- military burial. But it's been so difficult 
to uh, all the all, all the stuff, right? All the stuff has just been so. Been it, so COVID changed estate sales too. Yeah. Um, because uh, so at, when COVID first, you know, the, the pandemic first happened, people weren't going to estate sales as much. Yeah. Now they're going to them in groves because the supply chain of finding a you know a washer, a dryer, oh, a, a table, yeah. a sofa, right. a mattress. Is so, and, and the prices have gotten so ridiculous. Right. People are going back to uh, estate sales in droves. And uh, we were going to have an estate sale this weekend, but it, it, didn't, it didn't quite work out. And, and uh, sometimes that happens, you know. Right. You, it, it's, a, um, it's a lot of moving parts to, for one to happen. But we do have one uh, next week and the week after. But um, I, uh, I, do, I do love... Uh, I do love this, the business and there, there's so many facets of it. Cause we, you know, we also buy and sell, um, gold and silver and, uh, I'm a precious metal dealer at Fitch estate sales, but we also buy antiques and things. And, right. um, y- yesterday we had a lady bring in some, uh, some pieces. She brought some jewelry in and stuff and, uh, she brought in some Baccarat, some Lalique, oh, wow. uh, some Steuben, um, uh, some, uh, the, uh, Fabergé glass line. And so it was, uh, it was kind of nice, you know, to get some of those little pieces in because I do believe that they are going to make a resurgence because they've been so, um, soft for so long. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like it's the same thing with records. 10 years ago, I sold records at an estate sale for, um, four, four dollar. Right. And now I'm, you know, hundred bucks, 50 bucks, 75 bucks. Crazy. People are back into the vinyl again. I don't really understand it myself, but I know that people, there's some purists out there. They really love it. And, and that fact, uh, I noticed I was in like target the other day and they just had a whole wall of them. Couldn't believe it. It, it they're back. They're back. <coughs> Somebody I don't know say it's all the other day. She said, Well we have some records and I was like, Okay. What do you have? Do you got rock and roll? Right. Oh no, it's like polka. Oh God. <laughs> right. Like, no, no. Not polka. I mean not that polka's yeah. bad. It has a beat. Yeah. It definitely has a very uh has a beat, right? Polka's got a beat. I'm going to inherit a clock one day, um, that is uh, was first repaired in 1882. Wow. Uh, and it's a massive piece. And so is it is it from the 1860s or something? It might be as old as 1850. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's my grandmother's uh, clock that she has. It's super annoying, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like... You know, like I, I, I there's, 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 it's beautiful, right? It's a beautiful piece. Well, just don't wind it. I'm just gonna let. I'm not gonna because when it, it when it, it gongs you, it what? vibrates the you house. You can also put it on silent. Does it have a silent? I don't mode? know. I never really looked at the inside guts of it before. Yeah, you can sometimes. There's like the little spring. There's a place, a little lever where you can put it against there so it yeah. doesn't bong. Yeah. It keeps time, but it doesn't. It doesn't chime. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, one of the things I've, I've learned, you know, realized that you know, inheritance stuff. Like. Mm. Whatever. No, I don't need any more stuff. You know, I will tell you what's happened. Our generation, our parents mm. let go of the guilt. Yeah. Okay, so my mother's generation, they were covered with guilt. This was your great grandmother's, this was your mother this mm. was your grandmother. You have to keep this, have to keep this in the family. Mm-hmm. And my mother's generation said, No, no, you don't. Because yeah. they were encumbered by this stuff. stuff right. This guilt that they had to keep. So I've often had people come into the stores and uh, women and they're looking at let's let's say I had one this is one of my favorite stories. She came in and uh, she found I had a canary diamond in my in my jewelry case. 
And she, you know, oh, I have this. I want to see. I said, try it on. No, no, no. I tried on, tried on. She tried on. She's like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful ring I've ever seen. I said, well, buy it. She said, oh, I can't. I said, well, then trade me for some. Trade me something for it. She's like, well, what do you, what do you take? I said, well, I'll take. Uh, I'd like, you know, if you got any jewelry you don't wear, bring it in. Mm-hmm. And she kind of looks at me and she goes, well, I have a lot of jewelry. And I was like, I am the only child of an only child. I'm the I'm the only daughter of an only daughter. Right. So she had her grandmother's, her mother's, and then her stuff that right. she's had in her life. And she's probably in her, you know, uh, mid to late 60s. And so she brings in a bucket. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Right. Okay, so this ring was like, I'm going to say this ring was probably like uh, seven or $8,000. Wow. It was, I mean, it's a canary diamond. It was a, it's a nice diamond. It's a beautiful yellow color. And it was cut well, and it was a great ring. Anyways, so she brings she brings this stuff in. So I'm like, well, give me a minute. Uh, I said I'll go through this and I'll and I'll tell you what you know I can buy. So she comes back, and um, after I don't know, I want to say like three or four hours. It took me a minute. Yeah. I can do it pretty fast, but right. you know I had some other people working and we're going through this bucket of jewelry. And I mean it's just generational, old 1800 stuff, 1920 stuff. It's just so many different kinds of. See, things. I think you have to have an eye for that too, because you know. Well, like, I do, well, yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah, but so. so she just thought it was a bucket, right? right. And she's like encumbered by this because right. I don't wear this. I will right. never wear this stuff. And I'm like, okay, let me take a look. So I go through it, and so she comes back after three or four hours. I think I called her. She came back. I was like, okay, good news. I said, you want the good news or the great news? She says, I want the good news. I said, okay, good news is here's your ring. It's yours. She's like, what's the great news? Here's a $10,000 check. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's That's the great news. How much gold was in that? Was in that. That's incredible. And silver and just like neat things and diamonds and just stones and stuff that right. I can use and then I can resell and also just and that's really what happens. So, right. people come into the pawn shop or even at Fitch Estate Sales, those items are not pawn all that really good stuff i actually buy, buy it brand that, new right. buy it brand new right. or i usually get it in trade right. like in that situation well uh, i'm going to show this one thing that you have that you sent me oh yeah oh, uh, i did tell you something send yeah, you something pretty cool see here where's here it, it at it's right here hold on a oh second yeah uh, all right this is what's the story on this that is, and this is now. This has been years ago. Was it like sixteen, seventeen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was around the same time. Look yeah. at that. It's February. Yeah, February that, 15th. It, That's yeah. why. So it came yeah. up in my feed, yeah. right? Right. And so, um, at Fitch Estate Sales, mm-hmm. customer comes in. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, do you buy guitars?" And I'm like, "Sure, I, I kind of buy anything, right?" Yeah, right. And so, um, they put this guitar in front of me, and I open it up, and I. My, you know, my jaw drops <laughs> because this, um, what you're seeing in the picture, if you guys are on, on, on Facebook, is a, uh, a Martin. It's the uh, D45 in the Brazilian wood. It was the uh, 1968. So it was a remake, all right, from the, of the 40s. Um, uh, but this is the 1968 version. Right. And they're only like 229 known to exist. Wow. And it had the original paperwork, and it was basically in unplayed condition. It was fabulous and um i was you know gonna i was entertaining offers over thirty thousand dollars wow and i had i did have about three or four people come in and look at it what's crazy now that guitar it's worth 50k now wow <laughs> and, did, and did you sell that eventually or i did not you still no. have it no i gave it back to my consigner oh, wow, yeah wow. and uh i think she actually ended up taking it to auction and having it there, and then having it, and having it. But right. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was such a honey. Oh wow! And uh, spectacular piece, huh? 
Oh, and just the condition was just fabulous. I mean, the photos probably don't even do it justice, but the, no, the, but I you mean, can the green see. case and the yeah, it was uh, yeah. just yeah. Yeah. Now you know, and truly, having a guitar that's never played is not great for a guitar. Guitars yeah. need to be played not to not to the level that Willie Nelson plays his yeah, guitar. Right, right. Okay, yeah, that thing's falling apart. <laughs> but they they do need to be open. Your cases have to be opened up right. every once in a while, and you know, strum the strings. And yeah. if you're not playing a guitar, you shouldn't keep them super tight. We asked this before, but do you, do you watch any of those shows? Those like the Pond Stars, any of that kind of stuff. I, I live that life. Yeah, you, you know? need to watch it, right? You know, they're so they're so 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 fake. Well, yeah, I mean they're all fake. I mean the fakest one was what the the Storage Wars. That was super fake. But you know the one that's actually that I'm going to go. Uh, I think we're going to go in May. So at the National Pawnbrokers Convention, I yeah. actually won a bid, and I'm going to go spend um, the weekend with. Um, uh, Less um, uh, Gold Goldberg from a uh, hardcore pawn. Mm, okay. And they actually their their life is so crazy that that was not scripted. Mm, really. They said it is like that every, every day. day. So right. I can't freak. I freak can't freaking wait. All right. <laughs> right? All right. Uh, because but like the 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 pawn star guys, there's a couple of them. That, I mean, they really are true experts. Less than Seth. Yeah. I think that's their they're name. they're too, they're real experts in some of this stuff. No, it's not. all no. It's all fake. So this is what this is what like like here's what the point for me. Mm. As a pawnbroker, as a antique appraiser, yeah. As a estate, you know. Um, you know, facilitator. Right. I have to have a knowledge base. I don't get to call an expert right. in, in every episode. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, you brought me something different. Oh my gosh, I happen to have a buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he always says buddy. I got a buddy I'll call in, right? And then here comes the world's most renowned Civil War era. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, you know, expert. And, you know, yes, this is that such and such. Here's something interesting. I have a connection with... Uh, Pawn Stars. Okay. Because I went to an estate sale appointment in Ingram, Texas. Okay. To buy a set of sterling silver flatware. So I go, I'm talking to the lady. She wants to sell some silver, says some, you know, whatnot here and there. And uh, as I'm leaving, I go, well, do you have anything else, you know, just of any value? She goes, yeah, I, um, I was the best friend of Blanche Burroughs. Okay. And I was like, "Where is Burroughs?" I'm like, um, "Oh, Clyde Burroughs, Bonnie and Clyde." Right, 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 right. And so her husband. Okay. 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 Now, now I'm okay. You're, you're you. there, yeah, right? Yeah. So her husband and and Clyde were brothers, yeah. and her husband was killed in a shootout, and she, Blanche, was blinded in one eye because the 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 a bullet hit, shattered her glasses, and the glass went in her eye. Oh wow! And so she was imprisoned. But wow. Bonnie and Clyde actually got away during that one. Right. Is that crazy? That's crazy. And so, so her husband was killed, and she was blinded. So this lady in Ingram, Texas, mm -hmm. was the best friend of Blanche. Oh, wow. So while Blanche is in, in um, prison, she writes letters, and she's telling her story to her best friend. And, oh, they, we went and did this. We went and did that. That's a great story. And she's writing all these, all these stories. And she has – so this woman has all of her lifelong correspondence – of Blanche Burroughs wow. that while she was in prison wow. after Bonnie and wow. Clyde, right? Wow. And so I'm like, well, would you sell it to me? She's like, sure. And I'm like, okay. So I come up with like, I don't know. I was like, I'll give you two grand for it. And she was like, great, great. I'll take cool, it. I'll right. take it, right? So I, 
I give her the two grand and then, um, and I have it in my store for a while. And, uh, then this guy in Fredericksburg, um, he sees it and he's like, Hey, I, I want to buy this. And I think he pays me like $4,000 for it. So, right. I, you know, I was like, all right, I made, I made double money. I'm happy with that. And then um, I never see it again. Yeah. And so I talked to him. You know, I saw him again. I was like, hey, yeah, I sold it to some guy in Dallas or whatever. I was like, all right, whatever. It's out there, you know, in the world. Well, I'm watching an episode of Pawn Stars, and here and comes this guy. He walks in, and um, he presents to them the the prison correspondence of Blanche Burroughs. Right, 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 right. That I found that in you Ingram. Found in Ingram. Ingram. It made its way all the way. Boop, That's boop, amazing. Isn't it? It was amazing. I liked it though, you know, like when the uh, they had the uh, what is it, the Antique Roadshow, the British version of it, and then they would just destroy people. You know, I was so horrible, right? You, Listen, you, I'll, let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you straight. Yeah, that is not a fun position to be no, in. No, it's okay? not. But it's kind of it's sort of interesting. So though. right now, you know what? I'm gonna do a little service announcement. Yeah. Yeah. All right, right now in Kerrville, there has been a group of people that are approaching. Uh, you know, people in at gas stations mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a woman and she might have a baby in the car right? and she's approaching someone and going, Oh, I just need some gas money. And, and all I have is this. And she pulls out what seemingly looks like 18 karat gold. Right. It's a chain or a ring and people are giving her money for that. Right now. Here's the thing. What she's doing is not actually illegal. Because she's say, selling something, right? She's not. Oh, what is she doing? She's she, pawning it. She, nope. She's just telling that person, I just have this. I have this. And they're taking it and helping her out. Interesting. And so it's playing on people's greed. Yeah. But the reality is that that's called gas station gold. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it is not real. Okay. And so people, uh, we had one um, person come in and they had given the lady $300. Oh my gosh. And it's happening in Kerrville. Right. And it's like, there's a little, there's a little like group of people that are doing that in yeah. our community. And so beware of gas station gold. There's so many scams out there too. You know, it, we, it's we totally were a scam. Now I'm talking about your guys' situation, um, you know, yeah, with that, the internet, with yeah. the internet, with, with Instagram. I had another friend, speaking of crypto, we were talking about crypto earlier. I had another friend um, who got hacked, and his message was, "Hey, you know what? Um, I made all this money uh, in crypto. You should, you should, you should, you know, ask me how I did it. You know." And I'm like, "Wow, what? That, that's interesting, because like this is a kid that was my neighbor. I loved this kid, and like he's very successful. And I thought to myself, "Wow, that's another thing, because I know he was in real estate. He's a he's a physician's assistant. He's been very ambitious, and." I got a message from his wife. Says, "Do not do that. That is, we've been hacked. We don't have anything to do with this. It's horrible. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, man, if Frankie did that, <laughs> I I want to know what's more about that. It's I like know. The same thing with with Natalie. You know, when I got the message from Gold Cup. Yeah, you know, she needs like, to borrow two hundred dollars. It's like, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, I, all I had to do is reach in my pocket. Right. <laughs> Literally. That's probably from <laughs> one of those ladies. Probably brought, brought it to you. Like, here, here. This is why you have two hundred dollars." So the Nigerian scammers. That oh, are out there. you know, somebody got a screenshot of it, that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was somebody in Nigeria or somewhere. Yeah. yeah unfortunately. Yeah, it's usually the, the language is the biggest issue. Yes. The, just look at the phonetics. Yeah, right. You're right. Uh, you have some split and finish. Best, right. best friend you are. The best friend you are. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Yoda. Yeah. Um, what else is uh, what else? What else? What other things do you have? What are the little mysteries do you have? Do you ever have things? You know what? I loved about John and Sandy Wolfmiller 
was that I love the store, obviously, but the basement was the real jewel. Well, the back basement was the, the real back, jewel. The back basement was the real jewel. <laughs> she had all those cool Star Wars. Oh, uh, my God. I mean, she had, they had an original Millennium Falcon. I know. I think I they know. gave them to the boys, but uh, I went in there. I was like, ooh. <laughs> what is that? that, I, that well, okay, here's the thing, though. Yeah. What, what are you going to do with the Millennium Falcon? Right? I'm just going to look at Come it. <laughs> my best friend, my best friend. Was he a rich kid? No. Okay. No. But he had the Millennium He still has it. It's on display in his house. He has the original Millennium he Falcon. Yes, his his Millennium. original Millennium Falcon. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that we used to play a, a, a board game when we were kids called Basket, right? And it was just a stupid game. It was a, it was a ping pong ball, and it, it would it, it would roll back and forth, and then he would shoot the ball with levers, right? I saw that same game in Comfort for like forty five dollars <laughs> in, 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 in a antique store there as well. <laughs> So I guess that, does, that now dates me. That it, well, that's okay. Yeah. That's totally okay. But, you know, um, there, the thing is that that's so interesting and so intriguing yeah. why those shows work. Like, you know, Storage Wars work. Why right. does, um, you know, Pawn Stars work? Why does Hardcore um, Pawn work? Why, does yeah. that all, why do all those work? And it's because we all want to have a treasure in our yeah, home, right? right? right. And that, that's, that's, you know, that's the, that's the fun of it. And so... What is that? What does that treasure look like? And so often, when uh, I do an estate sale appointment, uh, I ask people uh, one of five things: mm -hmm. Is uh, do you have any, do you have a coin collection? Mm -hmm. Do you have any gold or silver? Yeah. Do you have any sterling silver flatware? Right. Do you have um, any firearms? Right. Do you have any um, uh, rare paintings? Those are the things. Those are the things that are yeah that really hold their right, value. Right. Now they're always. The odd thing, right? Yeah. The Spider-Man poster, right? The um, this I, I uncovered in Ingram a, a Spider-Man cover, uh, the original oh, cover wow. of a Spider-Man uh, uh, comic book. Right, that'd be really and, hot right now. And I, yeah, and, and I got nine thousand dollars from a client for it, so I, I wow. was very happy. Wow. So doing your due diligence, yeah. um, but also having a place to you can sell it. That's why Fitch Estate Sales works so well because I'm I'm fair. Yeah, you know I I have to make money. That's why I do this. But also, I'm gonna. I what I usually do is I kind of tell people well, this is what I kind of think it's worth, and this is what I can offer right, you. Right. So you kind of feel like you're getting the most knowledge and not feeling so, um, you know, that there, somebody could rip you off or something like that. Now I will say this: that um, I'm, I'm, my, you know, being encumbered by these things too. I'm still sort of like a, I'm not sentimental, but I do hold on to things, you know, for for various reasons. I guess it is sentimental, but my wife would love me to. to uh, uh, part with uh, a photo album of dogs that my grandparents took pictures of <laughs> that I can't bear to get rid of. And she's like, just pay, just a photo album of dogs. I'm like, but it meant something to them, you know, and I remember those dogs. No, They're, well, so that's sentimental. That's, those dogs that's are horrible, you know, I don't, but they love those dogs. <laughs> yeah. They had these two Shih Tzus, uh, Susie they, and Cindy. They, they, they were, no, they were just obnoxious and smelly, you know, oh. had bad teeth. Well, so we, um, we had a, my grandparents had a dog named Snooper and he hit, he bit me in the nose once. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My yeah, he was trying to eat and I was messing with him. My, uh, my grandfather basically had dogs until he told me he really couldn't take care of them anymore. My dad will never not have a dog. Yeah. He, he, you know, we, the last dog he got, I was like, I'm like, you realize you're going to be like 85 years old. And this <laughs> dog will be elderly, and you'll be elderly too. I and mean, you're going to have a dog. You're going to have a dog. And then no, you're you're going to have a dog. <laughs> I'm going to have a dog, right? So, you know, I have I have a that's one of the best things I've ever gotten in an estate sale. As a dog? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've done that a couple times. Yeah, wow. First time I went, it was uh, in Lakey, uh -huh. 
and uh, it was an appointment. There wasn't a lot in the home. There was this gigantic golden retriever, and he was overweight, and yeah. he was, and you could just tell him he was sad. Yeah. And so, there's three sisters in the house, and so Dean had actually driven me to to, to Lakey, and we were going to have lunch there. Kind of made a day of it. Yeah. And um, and so as I'm leaving, I'm like, well, what what's going to go? What's going to happen with your dog? And they kind of they all kind of get tearful, and they're like, we don't know. And one of them, one of the one of the sisters says, well my he's always been in the house but our dogs don't come in the house and so he'll have to be outside yeah, and wow. she said it's really upsetting me because i know this dog has always been pampered by my dad and my right. dad's passed and the dog is obviously overweight and very sad so i walk outside to my car and i go hey babe i need to show you something and he's like what i'm like i just want you to meet somebody so we go in the house <laughs> and there was hobie the dog the golden retriever and i said babe he needs a home and so he's like, let's think on it. And I was like, okay. So I tell these three sisters, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and we're going to talk about yeah. it. So that night we went and had, um, had a, a glass of wine with some of our dear friends, uh, Michael and Catherine Berniston. And we're talking. And I saw him like about this, this dog, his name Hobie. And uh, Catherine looks at Dean and she goes, Dean, because he's hesitant, right? Mm -hmm. He goes, Dean, do the right thing. Do the right thing. And literally... He was like, oh, okay. So I picked up the phone immediately, and I was like, we're going to be there in the morning to get the get dog. Get the dog, right. And so um, Hobie was, um, he was 15. Oh, my gosh. And he was probably 150 pounds. Now, Golden should probably weigh 100 pounds. Yeah. Ma Maybe. Max. Maybe, yeah, max. This dog, he was so fat that he couldn't get up my two stairs to get in my house. We had to put a ramp out for oh, him. Wow. And he'd saunter up this And ramp. they lived 15 years for a golden retreat. Yeah, but too. here's the yeah. thing. So the gentleman who had passed mm -hmm. had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And he was taking Hobie to Whataburger <laughs> through the drive-thru <laughs> and feeding him cheeseburgers like oh two or three God. times a day. Oh, my God. But we had our dog, Blue, at the time. And Blue and Hobie became inseparable. And Blue was only like two years old, so he wanted to play. Yeah. Well, Hobie wanted to keep up with him. That dog lost that weight probably in 90 days. Wow. And he was transformed. Wow. He had a new lease on life, and he lived to be two, for two more years. That's amazing. And then he passed um, yeah, away just in his sleep, basically. Yeah, that's amazing. And, but it, I, got, I got Hobie from an estate sale. We called him Hobie Juan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Good story. It was. One of Good the best story. things I got in the state cell. So. Well, Wonderful Wednesday has been wonderful for sure. See, it's so, fun, right? Yeah, it's absolutely fun. It's always great. And uh, we probably should just go two hours because the pre-show was just ridiculous. <laughs> so, all right. Okay, uh, guys. It was fun. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys again okay. uh, again Wednesday. tomorrow. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, I don't, what's, what's Thursday? We've got something. I don't know. we got stuff coming out. You, we'll got, something, we'll, you we'll, got some good stuff coming on? Someone will be around tomorrow it. to keep, uh, keep me in Bye, check. Bye, guys. Have Bye. a great day. See you guys.